Happy October, listeners. Today we are joined by Amanda Sox and Blake White from Lean Ensemble, and we're going to hear some amazing music from Jose Fickers. Welcome, you guys, to our October episode. How in the world are we already in October? I don't know what happened to well, the whole summer. Well, see how summer. it works is, is the sun no, comes I, up, mm, the sun goes down, and then it happens a metaphorically, lot. Metaphorically, Chris. Oh. Metaphorically, how Just we? seven weeks left of hurricane season. Oh, <laughs> my Lord. Yes. <laughs> Listeners, welcome. Uh, today, we have back uh, a guest that we loved having on before. Blake White is here to talk about the Lean Ensemble and their fall uh, winter, spring, whole year of production. And he has brought a friend with him. Amanda Sox is here to join us as well. Welcome, guys. Well, thanks for having us. Friend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> let's talk. Let's just talk about this. Okay. I don't want to dig into How this anymore. How do you define your relationship? <laughs> um, okay. Nothing more than colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Lean Ensemble, you had a you had a summer break. We did, and now you're back. We're back. Uh, our, you know, people think that uh, you know over the summer you just sort of like just don't do much. <laughs> but when in right. point of fact, what you're trying to do is is get everything ready so that when the season actually begins, right. which we had our first rehearsal of this season last night, right, that you're not constantly behind the eight ball right just doing everything to make sure that people actually show up that every that every job has been hired that every act the world has been cast that there will be money to pay those people etc 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 so you don't it it certainly gets slower over the summer right but it is not there uh, are no performances but there's so much work happening Uh, and you might try to fit in some like family or personal adventure there No time for any of that mess. No, <laughs> no just no, no. We had I had a great summer. Good, <laughs> good. You were going to see? Did you go see Dear, Dear Evan Hansen? Hansen? The last time we talked to you, oh you had gosh. just bought. Oh, that's tickets. right. Oh, uh, I uh, we did go see Dear Evan Hansen. That was a, a weekend trip that I took with my wife. But then I did get to spend uh, about three or four weeks in New York. Uh, over the summer, um, and that was great. And I saw some really depressing theater. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it was it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> That's the best. Amanda so and, depressing. and her husband Jay, who's directing Who Am I This Time, October twenty eighteen through twenty. That's right. Um, uh, saw a play at the Public Theater. That was honestly one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my life. Do you remember the actor Stephen Ray? Yes. Uh, he was in Crying Game. Yes. Sure. Uh, I'll IMDb him later. Uh, I don't remember. The, I don't even remember the name of it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I tried to block it out. That uh, traumatic, oh, huh? A, yeah. Um, oh and, wow. And I don't think I'm giving it. Well, we're never going to do it. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the play, a man took an infant baby and put it in a garbage bag and and beat the baby to death by slamming the garbage wow. bag on the floor. It was thanks, Blake. Horrifying. Wow. So yeah, it was a good summer. How do you? <laughs> Nothing. It's a good summer of art. <laughs> Nothing yeah. better than to spend a lot of money to go see a play and be disturbed oh, by something it, like it, that. It, I've seen a little bit in my in my life, but it was, it <laughs> yeah. was oh as disturbing gosh. as anything I think I've ever seen. It wow. took me a solid couple of days to get over it. Yeah. Wow. Because what they did was they really took it to eleven. 
yeah. with this. So they Well, they, if you're going to do it, you better do it. They the first thing they did so the garbage <laughs> bag was in the trash can. So the first thing you did was pick out other bits of garbage so you knew that this baby, sorry, um, was actually in there surrounded by garbage and then they mic'd the stage. So every time that bag hit the stage floor, it had like a very um, mm. percussive. Oh my god! So the so production it, value was high. It was high. There on were something also, seriously like, disturbing, like blood pumping oh. out of the carpet, like blood sprinklers. Oh, from where two people had already died in the show. <laughs> this is all true. Wow! And uh, and so it's uh, in a row. It's my board president, Milo Lerner, uh, Jay Briggs, um, uh, Amanda's husband and director of the show, Amanda and me. And we just sort of sat there for like 45 seconds when it ended because we were not sure the torture had stopped. Right. <laughs> Is it safe yet? Wow. And I saw Dear Evan Hansen, which was hilarious in comparison. Yeah, yes. (laughs) You needed to go see SpongeBob after that or something. Did (laughs) you? How was it? It was great. My daughter is so devastated that it's done. uh, do you know Well Fed, the local chef? Uh, yes, Amanda. Amanda. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, her. She was in New York State for a while, and she and her daughter came down to New York, and we got. And so I said, "Why don't we go see a show?" And it was her daughter Katie's first Broadway show, and it was SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, nice. And my to God. Watch. I don't know how old Katie is. She could be. She's eight, like she could be ten, maybe. Uh, but <laughs> to see that little girl enthralled in a theater. Yeah. Uh, for the first time ever, was right. such a great reminder of why we do what we do. Right. It was so much fun. Nice. Oh my it was gosh. A lot of fun. So yes, I did see SpongeBob. But- Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Wonderful. All right. Well, so yeah. you That's got both summer, ends. Everybody. You got both ends of the spectrum there. Yeah. It's a nice the- little balance. That's all. All right. Mm-hmm. So, back to the topic at hand <laughs> maybe let's talk about the shows you will be doing <laughs> <laughs> right so um amanda what is your role here in lean ensemble how did you manage to end up here in the lovely low country uh you want the real story <laughs> i'll give i'll have whatever you want to give fantastic me okay great story remember fantastic he's an excellent story. editor awesome <laughs> that's true um i actually met blake when i was 15 years old Okay. And we were in a play together. Nice. And it was, he doesn't remember it. Oh, um, but it better. happened. And okay. uh, yeah, when he was a actor in Greenville mm-hmm. a million years ago, because he's old. Um, <laughs> and I'm really young. <laughs> this is fun. I'm having fun. <laughs> this is a great experience. <laughs> I, um, I apprenticed at a theater so I had like a small okay. part in the show that he was in so yeah um so I knew who he was and he had been to Greenville to direct before okay um and so I came down last season for season audition so 2017 right mm-hmm. um and because I saw they were doing importance of being earnest and uh-huh. I love that place so much mm-hmm. and so I auditioned I walked in um, did I walk in with Ian, like, on his arm? Yes. Okay. So, walked in with Ian McCabe. May Who is our former associate artistic Right. He's dead. He's yeah. dead. He moved to New York. He's oh, watching right. Spongebob right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I had met him. So, yeah. I was like, okay, he's cool. You know, I know who Blake is. I right. think he might be cool, too. Right. There's so, I'll show up and see what happens. So, I did... Um, Gwendolyn 
and importance of being earnest. Nice. And it turned out great. I had a lot of fun. No one was a serial killer. Right. Important. That's that always I know good. of. Mm. Correct. Her bar is low. <laughs> <laughs> had fun. No one killed no anybody. One. That's right. Check. Open head. A okay. <laughs> wow. And this is where we've gotten to, though. Like, legit, you know, it's like, are you a serial killer? No. Okay, Great. you pass. Like, <laughs> this welcome is where we are. To, welcome to the family. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, but what's great about Amanda and, and her her husband, Jay, is uh, they're artists that live in the state of South Carolina. Right. And uh, I think we talked about um, last time, you know, the effort that, that we're trying to make at, at Lean is is to be a regional theater sort of in the traditional old school vein of what that means. Right. Because you hire talent that you can get from your region mm-hmm. right and um, being in Hilton Head that can be a little tricky because our, our population is what it is there's not right. a lot of um, people that have stuck their their flag in this community to say I'm gonna be an actor now that's right <laughs> but if you branch a little you know just a couple hundred miles out to, to yeah. Greenville, Columbia Charleston Jacksonville Atlanta and uh, Savannah you can get really really great regional mm-hmm. theater talent absolutely which in my opinion is every bit as good, if not better, than uh, anything that you're going to find in New York, L.A., or Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and my old thing that I will beat to death is, uh, if you say you've got an all-New York cast, that doesn't mean anything. No big deal. I don't care. <laughs> right. Uh, in fact... Because they could also beat pizza delivery guys in New York. Oh, yeah. I Like I said, <laughs> I, I waited tables. I was an excellent New York City waiter. Yes. <laughs> right, I right. Actor, but I was an excellent New York City... Well, I was an employable New York City waiter. I don't mm-hmm. know if I was good at it. Well, but I employable... Not a serial killer. Keep your job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we actually went to New York uh, when I was up there. Uh, Amanda and Jay and Matt Mundy, who is an ensemble member... Okay. ...who lives in New York, who ironically was also in that same production <gasps> that Amanda was 15 years old in called The Best Christmas Pageant Ever oh my at the Warehouse oh my God. Theater in oh Greenville, South Carolina. That. Christmas of 2000. You probably read about it in the New York Times. Oh, okay. Um, so we held auditions up there for this season, and Jay was, for the show that we just started rehearsals for, he was looking for, I want to say, three, three out of the seven uh, roles, and yeah. we ended up uh, still casting people from Greenville. Oh. Mm. And we saw, it, we had about 800 submissions for those auditions, and we saw 160 wow. people. Is that right? That sounds about right. There How many days uh, does that take? Two. Uh, two days. Two, okay. Two long days. a lot days. of people. And um, so that, that, again, just goes to say, it goes to show that, you know, there is there is talent. It, mm-hmm. If your niche is, is to say that you are hiring out of these major markets and that's what makes you great, that's great. My niche is we hire we from here, here if we can, and that's what makes us great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to make theater great again. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Um, so tell me about this first play sketch that you have going on starting on the 18th that you just started rehearsal for just last night last night it's a real play it's a real it's play a real uh <laughs> it is a real play it's ba- it's called who am i this time and other conundrums of love and it is um based on a series of short stories by kurt vonnegut that was adapted by a playwright and director uh named aaron posner and it is a little love the love letter to theater and a little love letter to love 
it is a series nice. of stories that are about all facets of love. Yeah. From two people falling in love in their 20s all the way to a, a, a second uh, marriage that's ending and uh, a lovely little uh, speech about um, how two people, despite the fact that they may love each other, might not be compatible, right. even though they once were. Right. Um, there are there's a, a showmance in the in the show, which is um, if you've done theater, if you it's the best like <laughs> to watch two people think that they found each other in a show and the show ends. Oh, yes. And yes. Changes. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure that's the basis of all of People magazine, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there, there's a People magazine short story in the show. There's, <laughs> um, uh, so it's a really lovely... Who wore it, it best? And it's sort of... It has this character uh, played by ensemble member... <laughs> uh, uh, ensemble member Nick Newell, who... Uh, is sort of the narrator of the entire show. And so it's oh. sort of got this feel of Thornton Wilder's Our Town. Yeah. And right. the theme of our whole season is is we chose uh, plays that sort of have a familiar ring to them. Yeah. But are not that familiar thing that you are used to. So we're right. talking like about it. things that are old that have been made new again. Right. And that sort of, uh, this play, uh, I don't remember where when the short stories were written because I'm not super smart. But the play is only like three or four years old. Like the play was written right. in 2014. Okay. Oh, okay. But it takes place in 1962. So there's a great familiarity Fine. to it. There's a great, it, it takes place right before Kennedy was shot. So mm. it's the year oh. before. And, and I think a lot of people consider that to be like the loss of innocence. And in yeah. America. Mm-hmm. some would say it Huge was Huge turning. Other would say it was that. Um, so it's got this sweet, lovely innocence to it, but it's also yeah. going to be brand new for most of the people that come to see it. So mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. And last night was was a pretty good time. It was really fun. It was a pretty good time just reading the show for the first time. Because, you know, you go about all these uh, auditions and meetings, and I've been uh, talking to Jay about directing the show for uh, at at least 10 months, and then finally you get to a point where everybody's in the room. Right. There's always a little bit of an edge, like, oh, Oh. these people work. What if this is a disaster? I got to say, after last night, the jury is out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it was fine. <laughs> we could have a disaster on our own. No, this is just a podcast. You could not see the scared faces. That I, that <laughs> was that serious? I have full faith. He's a terrible salesman. <laughs> yeah. He spoke for like half an hour about that baby killing. <laughs> so which play are they doing? Is it the baby killing play or is it the sweet it's play? It's the love one. I think it's SpongeBob SquarePants. I think that's what oh I heard. Oh my goodness! Coming to Hilton Head very soon. <laughs> it will. You know it will. Yeah, it you will know. eventually if right. we're lucky. If we're lucky, it is a good show. Yeah, that's. I, I saw. Hey, I saw the performance in the Thanksgiving Day Parade and was hooked. I mean. I yeah no I'm still that's, yeah. the it's, the jury's out on that one. No. <laughs> so anyway, it's a it's a it is not SpongeBob. Okay. There are no babies that get killed. Perfect. Unless yeah. there's a conceptual thing happening that I'm unaware of. Okay. I mean that's my backstory for my character. Oh okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. That's why it's in the back. So tell us about your character. Great segue there. Excellent. Ooh, that's well that's not for real. That is not my. <laughs> 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 Uh, so Nick, the ensemble member who's playing the narrator slash main character, right? Tom, Tom, Tom. Uh, I play his wife. Okay, so that's it. Just a wife of Tom. Just the wife of Tom's Tom. Tom's wife. 
There's more to it, but uh, right. But we're gonna let them, yeah, come yeah. and so figure that out. We have our out. own like story throughout the length okay. of the play. Yeah, but um, the through line of the play is uh, uh, Nick and Amanda's characters. Okay. They are the yeah. they are the consistency. They're, oh, okay. Uh, ev- so there's seven actors in the show, mm-hmm. um, and of the seven, five uh, five of us play multiple. Oh yeah, characters. Right. Okay. The only two that don't are Nick and Amanda, and okay. they play a married couple throughout now okay. there are things that happen with their story mm-hmm. that right are touched on with other actors but um the through line the consistency is those two mm-hmm. okay and you know there are, there's a moment in the show where their marriage has i mean they are it's clear from the what we hear from the state from the narrator that they are soulmates mm-hmm. there's a moment in the show where, where their relationship becomes frayed yeah you know because love is complicated yes absolutely yes yes I mean, we're all pretty, married in this pretty room. Pretty sure. Yes, and I it is. I love my partner. I love Peggy. Love this Peggy seems like a theme we keep touching on in, in our podcast. Yeah, no matter who we have on. Yes. It's kind of a... We've had People, musicians yeah. on. This is yeah. like, a, like a branch off podcast. Oh. Hilton Head Marriage Cast. No. No, no. thank you. <laughs> no, I'm going to focus on my marriage because I can't tell anybody better. Mm. <laughs> Peggy and I, my wife and I have this thing where we uh, think that we're being judgmental about other people's relationships, <laughs> other people's marriage. Right. But we know we can't be. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> everybody's marriage is like their business and however right. they make it work is like it's, totally cool. Yeah, that's, so you we'll do like you. So say, hey, did you hear that Chris and Matt? Huh. <laughs> that's, that's like fun. all we allow wow huh. can you believe it huh that's and good so we walk away because yeah. anybody could look at us and be like that's, huh. <laughs> that's good advice i like the, it. the so only like thing it. i know for certain is that i don't know anything that's mm-hmm. pretty exactly much right. pretty and that's what's cool about this play is it really mm-hmm. does let you know that like no no matter what your a, a solid relationship is much different than just being in love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, there is, mm-hmm. you know, if you are married, you understand yeah. that a marriage is you're running a small business, even if you're right. not in. Oh, right. no, you together. are. <laughs> you know, you're, you're finding all levels of compatibility that go right. beyond just your true affection for each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And you get to be with your best friend, which is the bee's knees. Right. Um, and sometimes you get in arguments with your best friend. <laughs> right. You know, so. It's, and then you have to be with them and. Have mercy. What look was that? <laughs> no, I'm not. You guys saw that, right? No. I did. Oh I did. Goodness. Sorry, I threw. There was a bus that went right. Wow. Over the top. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. The, uh, the, also, did you mention that it's it's community theater actors? It's kind of the conceit of the show. I didn't. Please tell more. Oh, so, yes. Let's yeah. have more so about this. The whole idea is that you're being welcomed into this community theater troupe uh-huh. from 1962. Nice. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So the the main character, Tom, is, you know, he takes on a directing job at the community theater. And, yeah. And my character, the wife, she plays Blanche in Streetcar Named Desire. And so that's kind of pervasive throughout. And yeah. So the actors play multiple characters except for right. Nick and I. And but you play Blanche. Well, yes. Actors yeah. being actors. Yeah. Actors. Whoa. So, so many layers. So meta. It's like performance inception. Yeah. So we get to do like little bits of streetcar named design. How fun! In act one, and my character is a really bad actor. So this is a role I've been preparing for, for 25 years. 
And so I get to like do every bad habit I've ever tried to fight in my life. Nice. And it's super fun and so super fun. And, but everybody else is like, you know, the, the cool thing about community theater, whether you are like lean, which is a, a, a professional level of community, community theater, theater yeah. mm-hmm. or if you are a, a straight up community theater, which is, you know, as passionate and as involved and as heavy of a workload, you know, the main difference is you just don't get paid, right? Mm-hmm. which is, that just shows the level of pa- passion that you have. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But when it's good and when it's homegrown, uh, it's right. pretty amazing. And so to watch these people in this play really like swing for the fences with this very difficult play is a lot of fun. And, yeah. and you know, the guy that I'm playing, whose name is Vern, you know, he just wants to be a part of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wants to be a part of what everybody else is doing. Yeah. What everybody else is excited about. As you say, is usually, no, that's Tom's character who says I'm usually a policeman or a butler. Right. Yeah. And so it's, 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 a, it's, and so what we're doing uh, after the first Sunday matinee, we're doing what we call lean talk, which is we always yes. try and find a conversation that we can have uh, based on a theme of the play. Right. Uh, and we do it right after a performance. And uh, we have this great group of volunteers called the inner circle and they like serve drinks and snacks and all that stuff. And after the Sunday matinee, um, Jeffrey Reeves, who's the CEO of the Arts Center mm-hmm. um, and the president of the Main Street Youth Theaters, send a semen. And myself, and hopefully someone from May River, we haven't gotten a commitment yet, but hopefully okay. someone from May River, we're going to have a conversation about, like, why we do this. Why right. we produce theater in our community. Like, what is... Oh, what excellent. Is the, I yeah, love this aspect of what you guys do. Yeah, and so that'll be a fun conversation, because, you know, none of us are getting rich off of this. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so there has to be a level of um, passion that goes beyond right. what you're, you're committed to this. is or is not. Especially if you're um, somebody like Cinda, who is doing this as a who's president of that board as a volunteer, right? You know, so and that's a lot of work. Yes, it is. So why do we do it? Right. You know, and there's an innumerable amount of reasons and and answers to our questions. Love. The easy answer. Yeah, yeah look around. at that. You're welcome. Well, well, you done. did it <laughs> like a professional. <laughs> Amazing. Excellent. Um, Amanda, do I hear that you have a podcast? I do. Tell me about it. Okay, great. Um, a friend of mine mm-hmm. and I, uh, what? Who also. Who also. Did shows at the Warehouse Theater in 2000 with me and another actor who's in Who Am I This Time, Matt Mundy. Oh. Just this morning, he found pictures of us on Facebook. Which is hilarious because Facebook wasn't around in 2000. That's right. <laughs> Somebody's, Somebody's uploading those things. old photos. Oh, so it's man. Very, um, crazy it's all rabbit hole works. right there. It is weird. Um, so a friend of mine, Leah Wyman, uh, we, we obviously knew each other back 18 years ago. Right. Um, when we were just kids and we had both arrived back at Greenville kind uh-huh. of unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, and as we were there, you know, our friendship had not lasted those 18 years. We right. moved apart, sure, right, different yeah. things. Um, and she, we had both gotten married. She had also gone through a divorce. And I was kind of there for the fallout of the divorce. And that's when our friendship began to, um, you know, emerge again. Right. And... So we had a lot of talks about um, 
our failed, not failed relationships, but you know, our struggles in relationships, our um, anxieties that we face on a daily basis, depression, histories, and we just kind of developed this really honest friendship Mm -hmm. that we had never had before. And um, in high school, she was kind of the crazy one, Um, Ah. like literally. Uh, And so- (laughs) Like literally. Literally. I'm not being funny. uh, (laughs) Quite literally. So the conceit of the podcast, it's a comedy podcast about anxiety. And so, it's called the Nervous Record, and the, I love that name. Yeah, so it's kind of a look at what's her life like now, and versus when she was in high school and she was in the mental institution. So um, we touch a bit on that, but it's it's more about the the life that we both lead today yeah. and. Um, foibles, struggles. Mm-hmm. She describes it as, we talk about dumb stuff. Because uh, it's really like, <laughs> when you say, oh, it's about mental illness, like, it's not serious. It's it occasionally gets a little serious. Right. But it's a comedy podcast. Okay. So, yeah, so we started that about a year ago recording and had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> Still don't. But That's the best way to do it. We can manage to get episodes up. Um, that's, that's, so, that's the struggle. That's, that's the struggle, right? That's the same thing about theater. I don't know what I'm doing, but I managed to get shows up. That's right. That's so right. Um, we do it more, I mean, it's for our own personal joy. Right, and, yeah. You know, um, and obviously as, a, as an actor based in Greenville, South Carolina, like, it's another creative project right. to work on. Yeah. Um, and she's also an artist. She's a musician. And um, she has a lot of late night hours in which she is not sleeping. So we're uh-huh. like, great, you can do the editing. Oh, and, that works out real well. You know, and it really serves some OCD manic <laughs> <laughs> energy that she yeah. has. And it's great. And I can just like show up and record. And, <laughs> and yes. bring all your sparkling wit. Oh, my sparkling wit. But what's cool about it is it does take this this topic, which is it can be very heavy and yes. mm-hmm. right. uh, yeah. uh, difficult to listen to it. And they, they have a lot of, they do have a lot of wit about it. It is yeah. very funny. And it does not just hammer that topic of, so what's your mental illness like today? Right. Um, and that, and there is a, a parallel about what we're trying to do here. And I think that's why one of the reasons that Amanda is a, a good fit with the work that we do here is we try and do things that do stimulate conversation. Right. We try and do things that do stimulate thought. But if that's all we're trying to do, if we're not trying to entertain as well, if we're not trying to make it's a disaster as well, it's just... That's a lecture. A, it, it is. It's it's no, schooling. No, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I done graduated from schooling. Yeah, we done. So uh, it, it's a fun podcast. and, and Good. It's, uh, Listeners, we will have a link to that yeah. in our show notes. Yes, we will. So you can make That's, sure to check it out. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, Amanda, you mentioned being an actor in Greenville. What is yes. that, what is that what, like? What, what oh, is, let's see. It's nice, actually. Um, you know... I think when I was a kid, say, let's go back to when I was 15. Right. I thought like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to New York and do the New York thing and be an actor or whatever Mm -hmm. that means. Um, To a 15-year-old. Yeah, to a 15-year-old. And I think the first time I visited New York, I was like, 
how do people live here? <laughs> From Greenville. Yeah, like, speaking as an anxious person, you know, like, there's so many people. Um, and as I kind of went through college and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, where I wanted to live, um, and worked over the summers at regional theaters, yeah. um, and right after college, I just kind of saw the life of the New York actor who yeah. worked regionally and constantly on the road. Um, if they happen to have family, which most of the people I met didn't Did have, you know, wow. spouses or children or anything, which is something that I always imagined myself right. having. Um, you know, they were just always gone. They were always away. And I just thought, I kind of want to just like, I don't know, grow some plants, have a, right. have a dog maybe, <laughs> I don't know, and like relax a little bit more mm-hmm. than that lifestyle allows. Um, and so that, I mean, that's kind of the the joy of being an actor in Greenville. Right. The downside is obviously that there's very few as compared to a large city like New York. Right. Um, paid acting opportunities. Right. So I have a kid. She's mm-hmm. four and a half and I have a partner. And so I can't really allow myself to do things just for the love of it. You right. know, the podcast that I do is the one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's your love of it right the there. It yeah. When I have time. Um, but acting for me, even though I love it, I have to be strategic about how I do that. Right. And um, I don't at the moment have a day job that I'm also balancing because right. I'm caretaking for a kid. Right. Um, Full-time job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Full-time job. And so that will obviously, it it ebbs and flows. I I do other odd jobs, temp work, that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I think side I'm doing... Side hustles. Yeah, side hustles. It's, it's the new life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is the new life. Gig economy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm doing, like, I'm doing three shows this year up in Greenville. And wow. that feels good. It's a lot. Um, especially when you are a parent and you're trying mm-hmm. to manage all of those yes. hours in the day. How do you get the work done? Absolutely. Um, but I love being able to... Uh, come down here to Hilton Head and work with Lean because it gives me the opportunity to kind of uh, really invest in a way that I can't when I'm right. doing all the things. You know, when I'm mm-hmm. showing up at right. a temp job and then mm-hmm. trying to work on lines on my off hours, which don't <sighs> exist, and, right. you know, taking the kid to ballet, whatever. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that's great is that Blake is so um, – so welcoming to our family. So like right now, our daughter Cordelia is down here with us mm-hmm. and we've worked out babysitting for rehearsal hours. Nice. And Amazing. So we don't. It's you guys. Did okay. we not tell you that? Oh, oh yeah. She's outside. Cool. She's outside. Okay. She's waiting in the car. Four and a half. <laughs> She's kind of my age. Front. I got Great. it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's one of those things that I'm always worried about right. is managing the the parenting and the yeah. right. You know. Sure, it's a never ending. It is never ending. You use yeah. the word strategic. Well, so tell me, you've got who am I this time? 
starting on the 18th. And then what's next after that? After that in uh, December, I believe it's December uh, uh, 12th through the 16th, we're doing a play uh, by Teresa Rubeck called um, Bad Dates with mm-hmm. uh, one of our ensemble members named Megan Bowers. Okay. Who's from New York. What does she know? And um, uh, my wife Peggy is directing that. And what's really fun about that is it's going to be our first show in the new Hilton Head Symphony Orchestra space. Oh, Sound cool. waves on 7 Lagoon Road. So mm-hmm. that building is going to be uh, completed any minute now. Right. And that will be our first. We're not going to exclusively perform there, but when the material suits that space better right. than the Main Street Theater, which is where Who Am I This Time, October 18th through 28th, will be performing. That's right. Um, we're, it's great to have a new space so we can have a little bit more of a, a flexibility right. there. That's wonderful. So that's what happens in December. And nice. then you guys are going to the South Carolina Theater Association Conference? Yes, I'm on the board of the South Carolina Theater Association. And in November, they do their uh, conference, and it is at Anderson University. Okay. And um, I, uh, we will be doing a panel um, with Amanda and nice. myself and um, <laughs> three other South Carolina-based actors on one of the things that we sort of talk, we're talking about today, which is... You know, what is it like to be a freelance artist in this right. uh, state? Mm-hmm. And the rules are sort of specific about being on. Like, you can't have, um, if you have a day job, it can't be a career job. Oh. So if you're, like, a professor at Clemson University, like, you, you don't can't. qualify. Oh, yeah. You've got Interesting. things like your health care is covered, your, right. your money's covered, the things are covered. But if you are waiting tables and acting, if you're temping and acting, if you're doing all that, then mm-hmm. like, what, what does that life look like? Right. Like, and, 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 uh, I think it's a pretty interesting conversation. Yeah. yeah. Another, uh, one of the people on the panel, a friend of ours, Thomas Azar, we were just talking about last night. He helps, um, on my podcast website uh-huh. because he's also like a computer programmer, you know, but nice. that's not his, I don't know, career job. Right. It's like That's a gig a, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see how people piece together. Absolutely. I find that fascinating. in the park in April. Yes. The Theater, and his Phenomenal. co-star is also on that panel. Her name is Jennifer Webb. Okay. Who is another Greenville-based actress who I believe waits tables. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she still does. Oh, all right. So, um, Yeah. It's, it awesome. should be a cool conversation. Yeah. yeah, that'll be great. And then Aaron Brakefield. Aaron Brakefield, who was and just in Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson at the Warehouse Theater, and he's going to be in um, uh, Pride and Prejudice at the Warehouse Theater. Oh, man. Uh, in, directed Pride. by Jay Briggs, co-starring Amanda Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what he does. He does. Year. Yeah, he, he came and fixed our house. He fixed, Whoa. He's a house things. fixer. He's a house, he's a house fixer. fixer. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. House fixer. You don't want your house to make more babies. Aaron get it fixed. Go fix it. Yes. In January, we're doing Doll's House Part Two, which is a sequel to Doll's House, uh, and that stars in, in your world. In my world. In my world, there is <laughs> there, there is no part one. Right. Whatever world makes you buy a ticket is grand. We're, you are welcome to inhabit that. Uh, and I get to direct uh, my wife Peggy in that show, which I'm super excited about. She just That's did it awesome. up at Interlock and Arts Academy over the summer. Oh wow. So it'll be her second time playing Nora. Uh, and uh, we've got a couple of people. We do have a couple of people coming down from New York for that show. Okay. And uh, local uh, ensemble member Jenny Smarsley is also in it. And then we're very excited. We're doing a world premiere uh, by an ensemble member and playwright, uh, Nora Leahy. Okay. Uh, she's from Chicago. Uh, we're doing her play in March. And what's, what's cool about that is... 
We started working with the script well over a year ago, and then back in nice. March, we did some workshops open to the public. Uh-huh. So some readings where people could come in and, and oh. listen to the play and, and offer their feedback. Right. And every bit of feedback that the audience offered, we took. Oh, wow. And it went in the play. Wow. So there's mosquito fighting Batman. And, <laughs> uh, no, so that was really cool. So the audience can... can yeah. Sit, can sincerely take some ownership of, of how that play's been crafted. That's good. Cool. <clears throat> and so in March of 2019, we will be doing a, a whole hog production of that show. That's um, awesome. So that's, it's a cool season. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, very excited. Very yeah. lucky to be able to do this. Well, tell us, where can our listeners find information to purchase tickets that are very affordable to Please these great shows? go to leanensemble.org. Right. That's leanensemble.org. And here's what's cool. You know convenience fees? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you know how inconvenient convenience fees are? Absolutely. We don't have them anymore. Nice. So our ticket prices are our ticket prices, and if you buy them online, they are still the ticket prices. There are no added fees if you go online. Amazing. So, so please go online and buy those tickets, and you get to pitch, pick your seat and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, we also have flex packages, which you can get, which are two tickets to use for, I think, 10% off. Uh, in any way that you see fit. Okay. Um, and individual seats, there are subscriptions on sale, and individual seats are on sale for the entire, um, the entire, look behind you, there's a person. <laughs> um, for, I don't remember, just go buy tickets. Okay. <laughs> Please, seriously, leanensemble.org. You got it. Listeners. Make sure you go there. Come on, there are plenty of opportunities here for amazing shows. Thank you, Amanda Socks and Blake White for coming in today and Thank sharing you. with us. And I am really looking forward to all of these performances. Thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. Yay. Stick around for music from Joe Vickers. But before we get to that, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Amazing Every Month, Palmera Vacation Club. You can head over to their beautiful website, palmeravacationclub.com. Find out all the amazing deals and how your vacations are meant to be. Because this island is beautiful year long. palmeravacationclub.com. Now let's hear some music from Joe. Welcome back to this episode of the Hilton Head Island cast. And now we are joined by local musician, Jose Vickers. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is great. I know Chris has been working for a while to try to get you in. You play in nine different sort of arrangements here. So thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to share with us. Um, Tell me your history here on the island. How did you end up here? Uh, here in Hilton Head. Well, first, um, I'm from Merle's Inlet, South Carolina. Oh. So it's just off the coast a little bit. Yeah. So I'm tried and true coastal Carolina kid. Absolutely. Born and raised. Yeah. So I moved um, to, to uh, Greenville and high school area. Yeah. Uh, high school, like about halfway through high school. Uh, wound up in Asheville a little bit and did some traveling. And then nice. through a little twist of fate, met a buddy who was from Hilton Head just on his little a winter jaunt finished working for the season was just out traveling <laughs> and i met him at a party and right on. Uh, and next thing you know like he's like well, why don't you come hang out down here a little bit and yeah sure enough came and stayed it's on the, the couch and yeah you know it was, it was coming back home for me you yeah know, like absolutely up the beach and then leaving right. the beach 
yeah, during yeah. high school was kind of traumatic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Know, like, <laughs> went from, from like, you know, surf culture to... Yeah. Back then, Greenville was a little bit, I don't want to say rednecky. Um, <laughs> you can say that. Well, it's okay. It, 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 was, it was not my scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I didn't fit in. You know, so, uh, um, but my dad, uh, he's, um, I come from a long line of like very Christian church type family. My yeah. dad is a minister um, uh-huh. in the Pente- Pentecostal church. And okay. he grew up, uh, my f- first memories of playing music was, uh, was on the stage in church. Okay. Um, right on. So we lived behind the church usually. Yeah. And the church usually had a piano. In the a, vestry? Yeah. <laughs> no, the parsonage. The parsonage. parsonage. Yeah. Parsonage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we had access to the church, you know, and nice. there were instruments there. So yeah. So I had to get to mess the piano every day. You know, there's dr- a drum kit there. I'd mess around with the drums. Nice. There's um, guitars and basses. Yeah. And, and I just would have, the, you know, just go the freedom to go in there and mess around, you know. That's and, awesome. Um, as well as mixers and, and stuff like yeah. that. So right. Even when I was like probably... 10 years old, I was helping my dad um, do weddings, like yeah. running faders, like, you know, oh, wow. stuff. He okay. was a little kid, you know, so nice. I've had a little bit of a little dose of music my whole life and yeah. come from a, a family of, um, they're really from Appalachia, like the Southern part of, of the mountains. Yeah. Um, my, my parents were the first transplants to get out, out of, yeah. out of the Appalachia area. Wow. So uh, my grandparents and family, they all, they're all from um, the area like Nicholsville, Virginia, yeah. which is beside a town called Hilton's. Which oh. is where the um, the cars or the the Carter family fold is. Oh. And my family, my my family's gravestones, all the vicars are buried right beside the Carters. What? So As in like jo- Johnny Cash, June yeah, Carter. Yeah, yeah. So wow. So my my, my wow. great aunt Daisy married Ezra Carter, who was uh, oh. uh, was back before the Carter family fold happened. Yeah. So my family was mixed in that, playing with them. Oh my so goodness! They left from that area. My, my parents did, and they just you know, took with them a, bit, a good dose of that. Yeah. Mountain music, the right on yeah. type stuff, and yeah. Uh, what a lineage! My goodness, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, but amazing. I, the crazy part is, I didn't even know that until my grandmother passed away a few years ago, and I went up and met cousins of mine for the first time. Yeah. Saw the place where my grand my grandpa grew up, and they they grew up super poor out in the mountains, like yeah. you know, one room house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No running water. Oh and goodness. um and I met and I found I didn't even know this stuff existed and went to the to the see their gravestone the grave tomb the tombs and everything yeah. the tombs the gravestones and the gravesite and I was like what's up with all this Carter stuff and I just I didn't even know and they're like oh, my oh gosh. yeah yeah by the way so I was like yeah, all this time <laughs> wow. like I'm no idea a, a professional musician life and had no idea it was yeah. like one shade away from Johnny you know Johnny Cash right yeah incredible <laughs> music that's royalty right there incredible that's, yeah that's what I thought you know, that's amazing. <laughs> But uh, but growing up uh, in the church, like my, my parents were pretty strict on us early. Like we weren't even allowed to listen to secular music as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only gospel. Only things that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, promoted you know like positive living like that. And right. The, the music. I mean, I couldn't even listen. My didn't even hear the Beatles until I was after high school. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Crazy stuff like that. Yeah. But what yeah. I was allowed to listen to was Bob Marley because if you read his lyrics, oh yes, it's, yeah. it's most of it's right out of the Bible. Absolutely. Right. Right. My, my dad had no problem with that. And another album that slipped through, which probably got under his radar, was uh, the George Michael album, Faith. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Because it said Faith. Yeah. Yes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Little did he know. Yes, oh. many a Christian kid pulled that kind of thing. Yes, uh-huh. indeed. Yes. Yeah. So oh I, I'd, like, was, I'd go to a friend's houses and stuff, and uh, I'd get to listen to the radio over there, and I was just captivated with just all this music, and like, yeah. I couldn't help but like, especially reggae. Reggae got me quick Yeah. Uh, yeah. as a kid. And um, next thing you know, um, you know, like I'm sneaking in tapes and eight tracks to the house and, and uh, parents find them like, what is this? Da, da, da. Yes. And then after a lot of you know, arguing or whatever, I would go 
steal it back or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but then after a while, they just like, okay, yeah, we, they saw that I was I was in band class from you know from fourth grade all oh, the wow. way yeah. senior year. Yeah, played every instrument in 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 the thing. Like started on trump trumpet, went around the whole band. Oh wow. my gosh, so I, I enjoyed it. You know, yeah. Time, yeah. But my parents this saw that I was. This is definitely your gift. Well, yeah, it, it, it fit me. You know, yeah. so they saw that and they stopped just. I don't know, uh, censoring everything that I wanted to listen to. Yeah. Which was good because, you know, it didn't take long before I burnt through all the rock and roll and all the stuff that they didn't really like anyway. Yeah. And I was already moving into like, you know, like Indian classical music and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like yeah. and world music, didgeridoo and, and things yes. like that. Yeah. Which is what I'm really, you know, Which I've <clears> seen uh, many a photo of you um, with a didgeridoo in your in yeah, Every your gig for the last 14 years. Wow. Didgeridoo mounted to my mic stand. That's Amazing. cool. I play it every every show. It's an every set has at least two didgeridoo songs. And I'm, I'm the only one for a long way around playing that thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, so. I imagine so. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. That's very it's cool. It's a neat instrument. So, yeah, um, I did a Appalachian Trail way back, and my didgeridoo uh, was my hiking stick. And so I was walking down the trail. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. That's how, that's how I got like the hours in to get to the circular breathing and all the yeah. complicated parts yeah. of didgeridoo. Right. Yeah. A lot of people can make the noise initially you know, uh-huh. to like perpetuate it. And yeah, to keep it going. Is, yeah. It's a, whole, it's a discipline, you know. Like Absolutely. You're, you're, and you get dizzy. I've gone for about four and a half hours without stopping the pitch. Which oh. right after you have to like lay down because you're dizzy. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're seeing stars and <laughs> you've hyperventilated, you know. And, right. But it's it's you know it's it's a magical spiritual journey you know with sound. Yeah. And, and your face is vibrating, your whole head's vibrating. Yeah. And my, like I also play like the sitar and other mm-hmm. instruments like that. And, yeah, I, and I keep them all. Uh, the, my my <clears throat> I call them my ancient instruments. Yes. I keep them all in in C sharp, which most people don't know. The earth has a pitch, and the pitch yes. is a C sharp. Is it? Huh. So, like, I, I keep my Dej in C sharp, my sitar in C sharp, and that nice. way when I'm in the moment, really trying to feel it. I yeah. Feel like a little bit of extra resonance. resonance, yeah. That's amazing. That's very cool. I love that's, that. Just learning all that. kinds of new things. You learn something new every new day. <laughs> that is amazing. I did not. Yeah, so, I uh, got to Hilton Head and um, met a few key friends right off the bat. Like, I was waiting tables at first and just starting to yeah. just fill out some spots. And my friend that met helped me move here. This guy named Drew, uh, he uh, he was a musician also. And next yeah. thing you know, like we're playing like a little, you know, Hinchies, the old, old yeah. Hinchies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spots, you know, and just getting into the mix. And and it didn't take long, you know, before I just started de- chipping away at, you know, I, I realized I wanted to work as a musician again. I you know, yeah. didn't want to wait tables anymore. Right, right. And the way <laughs> to do that as here, you know, either you're playing solo. Which right. At the time, I barely sang anything. I was a, more of a bassist. Yeah. And, uh, and I just started playing with every band that would take me. Oh man! Nice, you know, like I'm working four or five, six nights a week. Yeah. As a bassist, and and to me, right. I was like, uh, win. I win. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Play bass. You know, I have a great time. I you know, hang out and play clubs, and people are into it. And then uh, I have could sleep in every day. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was having a blast at the time. I, was, I lived on a sailboat for a few years. Out oh, here that is so didn't fun. Didn't pay rent. You know, like so I was just like, this <laughs> yeah. is. This is You're living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really living. For sure. Yeah, I put on my, my mask and uh, dive gear, go hang out under the boat with a spear gun, take a couple like sheep's head, uh, you know, my, my crab traps, get yeah. some crab, catch some shrimp and like eat for free, live for free. Right, right. You know, and row, row to the dock every day and where my, oh my car gosh. was and have my gear in the car and just go straight yeah. to the gig, come home and... Literally the dream. That's living the dream for <laughs> sure. Literally lived it. 
Uh-huh. But that, that'll wear you down, though. That that's that's a very disciplined lifestyle. Yeah. If you ask anybody who's ever lived on a sailboat. Yeah. There, there's it's more it's it's more than just the romantic side. Right. Oh, oh I'm right. the ocean. Absolutely I mean, there's the sure. Every day there's the, the waves and the wind and there's the boat rocking. There's your yeah. mooring coming loose. There's your sails going bad. There's yeah. your hatch cracking, leaking open. There's mm-hmm. your battery bank dying. Right. There's a lot of like right. living yes. out there more than it's <laughs> more than it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's mm-hmm. always something wrong yeah. with a boat, and now that's it is always, your home. That's so absolutely true. <laughs> and, and you know, you know what you know what boat stands for, right? Uh-uh. Break out another thousand. Yeah, right. That makes total sense. Yes, yeah, my absolutely. father-in-law would concur. Two, two, yeah. two best days of a boat owner's life are the day he gets his boat. The day he, he sells, sells it. it. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. Fact. Test it out. You, you can confirm. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, so I started getting a little stir crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and I was, and the the gigs would slow down in the winter. And I mm-hmm. just... Yeah. Yeah, you can make it happen, you know, but then I'd have to fall back on waiting tables here and there to fill in the schedule. Right, or, right. You know, try to outsource. And so um, it's like one one year is like, well, why don't I just take the money I've saved and go to Costa Rica or go to the Dominican Republic? Yeah. Go somewhere else. And I'd started doing that. Mm-hmm. So every winter I would just take off and go play shows down all winter, like, for instance, in Cabarete, Dominican Republic. Nice. Uh, loved that place. Lived there for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, lived in Norway for a couple of years. Whoa. In Amsterdam. Um, Amazing. All these places just chasing, you know, I'd get, be free from here and and, mm-hmm. you know, and not, right. not really have any, you know, no mortgage, no no kids, no nothing. Just I would just yeah, just go see what's out there and uh, save up and take whatever I needed. And I would show up at a spot that already I had a friend, uh, you know, like some friend I'd met somewhere else. Right. Like, hey, I'm coming to your city, your town, whatever, your country. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, can I stay on your couch for a couple of days until I get sorted out? And, and right. Of course, like yeah, no problem. So get there. Uh, first thing I would do is go play, pick a place to live, pay for like three months rent, just right up front. Get it all done. Out, yeah, here's my money. I'll have a place to go every day. Nice. Uh-huh. And then uh, I would just take my guitar and just start going to all the little clubs, all the little bars, all the little spots. Yeah. And like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll play one for free if you like it. Yeah. Consider hiring me. And that's worked everywhere in the world. Really? Wow. Except, except. <laughs> except Amsterdam. Oh, ah. yeah. For whatever reason, that city is not... They just don't care about a guy on a guitar, you know, like singing songs. Uh-huh. They're into electronica. Oh, <laughs> yes, I can. Or, or, or heavy duty, like high end, heavy duty jazz. So there's a, there wasn't really? much between. Yeah. So my, I moved to Amsterdam and, um, and uh, so I was living on fumes there and I had to make some money. Couldn't get the gigs. Yeah. So I was sitting in, in like Dam Square or on the Leiseplein, yeah. all the little canals and stuff, just playing in the streets. And I'd make about 50 to 100 euros a day. Oh my goodness! Just, just busking, busking. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. Did you do you like that? And, and yeah. that was different enough to where people oh, would stop. Oh like, yeah, they wouldn't play dig and guitar at the same time. You know, a guitar guy doesn't get it. Yeah. Don't make much money. <laughs> you people have to doing be interpretive dancing. Don't get it. Like you mean? Oh my you goodness! You got to stand of, out. You got to yeah. stand out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I could go to certain spots in that city where there was nice, like, good walls with lots of like shape. Yeah. To project that thing, and also you'd see people walking across and turn. Like and where is that? Stand a few minutes. You know, like one euro at a time. You know. Yeah. Is enough. You know, when thousands of people pass, you only got to get one out of every 10. Right. right. Give you a euro, you know, and then you've made a hundred bucks or a hundred euros. And that's enough to, that would pay my, my rent and my food and, and manage to help me save up a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, like I, my you know, music is taking me literally around, you know, the, world. around the world that's you know, like wild. and paid the bills along the way, yeah. you know, and it's, 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 I can't, I can't believe how blessed I am to have right. stumbled into this path. You know? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I think anybody could do it, you know, like it, but it's. 
You have to be persistent. Scary, scary and you have to let right. go. Right. You let go of yourself. You have yeah. to have a definite sense of adventure, I yeah. think. You Absolutely. Got it, you got it, man. You, if you yeah. don't have that, you're going you're gonna, to, I mean, no. you crash and burn. Well, will you share a song with us? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, there's a little song, um, like I said, I wrote, I did the Appalachian Trail way back. Yeah. Um, it was a, an amazing adventure. Uh, it was in the 90s. And another time that I got you know, super lonely in my life because you're out there and, you know, yeah. You're out there. You're just you know. by yourself. It's you and, walking all yeah, day. Yeah, walking around and just, you know, and, you know, and that's a long walk. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's beautiful, so, but uh, man. Yeah, I got, you know, I got pretty sad again, like somewhere in the middle. And uh, and uh, I was at this area called, I think it was Max Patch Bald, somewhere in North Carolina, Virginia area. And it's, you know, way up on top of the, uh, one of the ridgeline yeah. trail. And I was laying there and, uh, and I was thirsty and I was like, man, I got to make it like, Eight more miles down this mountain to get to the river to where the water's at, and I was like, "Yeah, holy smokes!" Yeah, and I was thinking about just being back down the other valley, and I was like, "It was so, it was so yeah. tough getting here," and I was like, "I'm so thirsty," but I make it down there. I just laid on my back for a while, you know, laying there. Then out of nowhere, this one cloud comes rolling right overhead, and wasn't raining anywhere else on the other side, but just pounded on me. I took my, my buckets and cups out and uh-huh. filled up all my cups Heck and water. Yes. I was like, yeah. Blessing right there. <laughs> yeah, so I you know, just drank that water just one little sip at a time, just like love it, like, mm-hmm. just, you know, like savoring it. And I, I, I cried, man. I was up there and just was a heavy moment. And, yeah. Uh, and this song, I wrote this song. So here, awesome. this song's called Mountain. It's about right. being, being in a valley and uh, getting to uh, be, you know, taking, elevate yourself, right so to speak. told me that I'd laugh at anything But one time I thought that you were gone And time left left me hanging by a string A thread of existence undergone I peeled back for years to see the child deep within all alone and in the dark Between the choices that found me sitting here I guess I knew it all along When you take me high on the mountain When I'm down in the valley when I lie in your fountain, I wash my tears, fall away.
great label As simple as a thought And all sacrifices justified And I wouldn't do anything Just to hear you call my name And I will not be denied No, I will not be denied When you take me high Up the mountain When I'm down In the valley And when I lie In your fountain I wash my tears All the way When you take me high Up the mountain when I'm down in the valley And when I lie in your fountain I wash my tears fall away I wash my tears fall away I wash my tears all away That song has got me through a lot of hard times. Yeah. Right so it started as a reggae song. Uh-huh. It became a bluegrass song. On the album I have, uh, the song is on, on Spotify. Okay. And iTunes and Amazon and all that. All right. All right. Listeners, we'll yeah. have links to all of that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> my name is Joe Svickers, and the album is called Water the Chances. Water right. the Chances. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we'll it. definitely share that. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So where can people find you when they are here on the island to hear you play? I know you have a pretty steady array of Yeah, uh, this gigs time of here. year, it's, it varies a little bit. Yeah. Um, in the summer months, uh, usually, like I'm actually, I can go ahead and say like spring, summer, mm-hmm. uh, early fall, I'm at the Westin okay. on Thursdays and Saturdays in my lineup called a welcome distraction. Yes. Right. With our weird. friend Candace. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Candace is awesome. We have a great time playing together. Yeah. And uh, she and I will be uh, recording an album this winter. Nice. nice. Candace and I do, again, that's a, a welcome distraction. Okay. Um, we've got a little Facebook page already. Yeah. An Instagram page. Absolutely. Um, uh, we are th- Thursdays and Saturdays, but this coming, well, this week, I don't know if this podcast is running by tomorrow, but uh, we're running to Black Marlin this Wednesday. Okay. We are at... Dune's house on Friday, okay, four to seven, and Saturday at the Westin, nice at seven o'clock. So if uh, uh, that's happening, so then uh, my other lineup that I really dig down is uh, is called Unicorn Meat. Yes, <laughs> me and Jevin Daly, and that show started out as um, it kind of started out as like Jevin accompanying me 
um, with the, the fiddle and the mandolin and just kind of you know, backing up my solo show. Yeah. And then it just started turning into this silly, fun thing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, now, you know, like, it's, you know, dang near a comedy show. Like, yeah. People come there, like, they... People come back like, okay, we sit in the front, like, pick on us. Oh like, my it, gosh. It's, it's wild. Families come back, the That's kids come back, the amazing. kids are wearing the shirts, they wear the hats and the stickers, and like they get all into it. Oh, and, like, and it, we, man. Every show is, is different. Every show is improv, and every show we yeah. just crack up on ourselves and just make fun of whatever we can. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a comedy show, you know, and we have a blast. And that is yeah. uh, primarily. In, in the in the heat of the season, that's uh, Mondays and Fridays at the Dunes House. Right, right. And, uh, and that's a great place. That's such a nice little venue right there on the beach. Yeah, it's primarily for you know for Palmetto Dunes guests and owners and stuff. But you know, at the same time, you know, it's it's a public place. You know, right. you can walk up onto the beach from the absolutely. Beach, you know? Right. So, um, and then Sound Boy, you know, that's my my newest um, thing this year, which is uh, is really a project of my heart. You know, because it's mostly original music, and it's yeah, um, we are really going for this you know this real earthy reggae vibe which yeah. is, is really my my soul of music like if i had right. to pick one mm. if this i had to it. pick one music genre mm-hmm. it would probably be reggae that's it, it just spans so much emotion and there's so much yeah it yeah. just you know, and gets you yeah and it's and that's the one music like every country i've ever been to and i've been to a lot of countries and, <laughs> and everyone uh reggae you hear reggae on a radio somewhere wow huh. somewhere every time the every, universal every country, huh? it's, it's the, the one that translates language. across Every culture, everything. every race, everything. Yeah. People get in every country get reggae somehow. That's you know? amazing. And so, and so that you know that's that's an, that's an excellent vehicle. Yeah. To get your own songs out there. Absolutely. So, so Soundboy, yeah, we we uh, we're working on a little EP now. We probably uh, intend well, we intend to have an album whipped out by this winter as well. So wow. by next spring, a Welcome Distraction has a new album. Soundboy has a new album, and I'm working on a solo album as well. Um, a awesome. Up to my other one. So. Literally this winter, there are three albums coming out from me. Wow. And then uh, Jevin and I, were, uh, with Unicorn Meat, are probably going to, you know, because we're so, we write stuff on the fly so much, chances right. are we're just going to record some of our live shows live and just show. make a, a live album. Oh, yeah. that would be yeah. so good. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, <laughs> every, every show, we can't, every time we try to box what we do, yeah. oh, no. it just never, nope. it never comes yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Like, like we think we should do, I don't know, maybe we're just being too critical on ourselves or something, but every time you try to box it up, I feel like you, you miss a little bit of the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. Flare, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Plus, you can't contain Jevin. Well, you can't contain that, no. That's what it's called. Unicorn, <laughs> unicorn, you can't contain unicorns. That's right. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Funny name about unicorn meat. Like, uh, you know, we make jokes about it. Like, we're, we had it spelled M E A T, you know, like, and they're like, well, some people are vegan. You know, some people are like that is that word. Somehow, uh-huh. it's basically as it is, it can offend people. Yeah. So yeah. now we've changed the name to unicorn meat with two E's. Oh, yeah. Meat. Yeah. yeah, so we've right. become vegan as a comedy act. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> I, I I can respect that. Uh-huh. So, is there a central place that everybody can find out about like where you are and oh, Facebook website? Facebook's pretty easy for me. Like uh, that's I mean, like I, I literally make a post about it every every day, every week. Like I, I okay. try to promote there. So, like mm-hmm. if you hit me on Facebook page. Just friend me, like I'm pretty friendly that way. Okay. Um, yeah, just friend me, and I, and I just make posts about it every day. Like, and I, I keep my, my my Facebook page public, so yeah, anything can be shared off of it. You know, okay. Like, and it's all access to anybody. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to hide anything. <laughs> you know, so like, you can yeah. copy, take all the pictures you want. You know, okay. share it all you want. Um, also, I have an Instagram, okay. uh, which I try to update regularly. Uh, all right. Not only for my name, Jose Vickers, without a space. Okay. Uh, there's also one, uh, a welcome distraction band. I think I follow Soundboy that one. Soundboy has one. I think it's Soundboy Reggae. Okay. okay. It's our Instagram page there. And 
unicorn meat. Mm-hmm. Two E's. Two E's. Two E's. I think that's I think that's what it is. Uh, that's that's the newest one we started there. But okay. we try to keep it all updated, you know, because if you know if you don't let anybody know where you're playing. Right, they can't you give you money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's right. And people like money. I, I like. I do like. Yeah, yeah. I do like yeah. Get Eating is good. Yeah, that's um, helpful. Yeah, it yeah. makes it helps me buy new guitars and keep right, refurbishing right. my gear that I destroy every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't have a single gig that is inside. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Climate takes that's a toll. On the gear, then. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and the body. You know, like it's funny. Um, uh, where I sit at the Dunes House, um, I'm always with my left side of my body to the setting sun. Oh man! And by the end of the season, I am a full shade darker on my left <laughs> side than on my right side. Yeah, a little Harvey Dent two oh, face yeah. action going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm darker here, brown, real brown right here. That's amazing. Light lighter, much lighter right here. On side. It's crazy. That's funny. Oh my god, oh, that's hilarious. Hazards of the gig, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's, I guess it's worth it. You know, my office is a beach. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's yeah, tough that's, to beat. Beats yeah. a cubicle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yeah. it does. Sometimes you got to sacrifice a mi- sacrifice a microphone. Or, yeah, or a guitar to to the to the sand gods, <laughs> to the rain gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let it fly, mm-hmm. listeners. We will make sure in the show notes and on our Facebook page and everything you can have find all of the links to all of these. Yeah, absolutely great things, so cool. you can absolutely. get you some music. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what tell me what you would advise a tourist. That sounds so awful. So somebody Someone who is a native, visiting or maybe here. even you know, like I've lived here a very long time, and sometimes you know people have ideas and we don't really do think that, of. Right? Yeah, that I don't know. Well, so what should you, man, somebody not miss? I mean, it's 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 serendipitous uh, to to run across it. Um, but some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen. One time I was out uh, early, like probably four in the morning, uh, out on the beach, uh-huh. and uh, it was mid late summer, and I hung out all night. Beside a sea turtle nest, oh. I did it for weeks straight. And, uh, wow! One day, sea turtles popped out. And oh I my saw gosh! About oh, wow. thirty little guys just making their way to the shore, and so as they're getting in there, I'm in. I'm going to like like yes, running defense for them. Protecting, like, okay, you guys, yeah, right, right, right. This right. crew's making it. So I get in the water with them. Like I'm like like you know scooping them along, and it's dark. There's there's a good bit of moonlight out, you know, so like, mm-hmm. there's yeah. plenty of glow. And then as I'm sitting in the water, the waves are breaking and all this bioluminescent plankton starts washing over me and it's like glowing green and stuff. So it was like, you know, laying in a rainbow sort Whoa, of turtles you know, flying around. You know, it was, gosh. Wow. So, uh, you know, That's, if you can get, if you can get one of those situations, yeah. like it's, it's a little more tricky to land that, but, uh, yeah. but that's something, man, that I... That's yeah, that's, that's top ten moments of life right there. Yeah. You know, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Oh my sure. god. But but it's a nice secondary one, you know, like a nice <laughs> one. Not at four in the morning. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah if you don't want to spend the night out on the beach, sitting waiting for turtles to hatch, literally waiting for an egg to hatch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then, man, I mean, is I I I don't I don't know I don't even want to say the word cliche, but like the dolphins, man. Yeah. I oh. can't get enough of them. It's yeah. amazing. They fascinate me. The dolphins yeah. and the manatees, like you, I mean. You can, I'll sit, you know, like I go stand up paddling out there. You know, I go kite surfing mm-hmm. out there and I yeah. hang out with them, you know, like, but if you can get a, rent a kayak or a stand up paddleboard. Yeah. Get right out there up, with them. Yeah. Like you can sit and they'll, they'll check you out and to see something, look you in the eyeball. Right. And, and inspect you the same way you're checking you're out inspecting them. Well, that's yeah. a pretty sentient animal there, you know, it's, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's quite an amazing thing to be able to be right beside one and like yeah. you, know, you can't hang out with a bear like that no you know you can't mean and it, it, definitely it, it, not no, recommend yeah, a lot of animals you can't just have that that relationship with yeah like a yeah very, 
you know, you know congenial body, you know, passive, you know, like. Right. There's a oneness yeah. when you're. Mm-hmm. It's neat, you know, like, and so them. that's one thing, you know, like, you know, get, get out on the water. You know, this, yeah. there, we're, mm-hmm. this, this county is you know, 90% water. Right. You know, and like, and there's, that's, that's our biggest, you know, treasure right, right there. Like, and it's. You know, we have all this land stuff and all the stuff to do on land, but man, get out there. I take my ukulele out there with, with, out mm-hmm. sitting in the middle of the creek on, yeah. on a, in a paddleboard and just strum songs out there. And sure enough, dolphins will come up because you're making noise. I was just going to say, what do they think? <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, so like that, that, if I say, what are they thing, tippers though? I mean, are they good tippers? They've tipped me plenty of times. They yeah. come very close to the boat and knock oh. me right off it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bummed. Uh, nice. Nine o'clock show is totally different than the six o'clock show. All right, well. Try to be ill. That's right. That's fantastic. That, I, I think that is perfect advice. Yeah, absolutely. That and it's, it's free really, too, you know? Like yeah. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I, I guess if you have your paddleboard, it's free, but you can just go float out there too. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much My for pleasure. coming in and sharing with us. Listeners, Get out there. You need some music and comedy in your life with Unicorn Meat, <laughs> mm-hmm. now vegan friendly. Um, <laughs> make sure you are following Jose on Instagram and Facebook and get out there and catch him in one of his many iterations here on the island. Yeah, Welcome Distraction, Sound Boy, Unicorn Meat, and this Sunday at the Tiki at South Beach Orchestra, which is me and John Cranford and Yanni, like pretty much Cranford Hollow and Soundboy. Yeah, merge. mixed together. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. So the Sunday at Tiki Hut. Back, right. back to Hilton Head, you know, musicians being so cool. You know, like, yeah, I, lo- I love this community here, and, you know, and that's, you know, I'm proud of that. Yeah, yeah. you should be. You yeah. guys work really hard and are amazing. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me, and thanks for, you know, thanks for noticing, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Very cool. It's, it's uh, vindicating. Thank you once again to Amanda Sox, Blake White, and Joe Vickers for sharing their talent with us today. Make sure you check the show notes, our Facebook page, whatever, and find out where you can get tickets for any of those amazing lean ensemble performances mm-hmm. and where you can find Joe playing around town mm-hmm. in any of his nine different performance <laughs> vehicles. Right. Um, <laughs> That seems like a good night. Just, you know, right. like go or or you could go to the matinee, the lean on some of them. Oh, my gosh. And then and find then Joe's playing somewhere. I think this that's sounds a, like an amazing day. This could day be right a good. There. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be a thing that I do real soon. Um, <laughs> if you are not subscribed to this podcast, why? Why aren't you subscribed? So make sure that you go ahead and hit subscribe on whatever podcatcher that you have um, mm-hmm. so that you can get this already downloaded to your phone, your computer, whatever, as soon as it comes Just out. Just a nice little alert. That's right. That it is there and it's ready to go because you want to hear some great music and you want to learn about what next exciting thing you can do while you're here on Hilton Head. So subscribe and then, and then... Like it and share it. Mm-hmm. Share with your friends. If you're a local and you just like to learn more about here, share this with your friends and tell them this is a great place to find out quick what, what to do around here, what's awesome, and uh, who we should go see play music. Um, so do that. Like, subscribe, share, all those things. And and you got to leave us a review. Oh, right? leave us a review. We leave love review. that. And then you know what? Maybe maybe we'll read it here yes. in this spot. In, who in knows? This very this very spot. And after you've done that, because you want to keep being in contact with us, you can send me an email. It's mandy at hiltonheadislandcast.com. Tell me something that you've done that was amazing and you think that we should check out and share about on the podcast. Tell me about a new restaurant that you've heard about that we haven't. Ask me a question. I'm, I will, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to find it out for you. Mm-hmm. But just send me an email. Um So until next time, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you soon. Bye.